Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Oh, let me put port these up. There we go. That's a little bit better. Hey, welcome back to the Saturday Friends Talking Club. It's Spook Timber time. And you were so eager to say Spook Timber time. You were trying to like you're you're molding into the word Saturday Friends Club. Saturday Friends is Spook Timber. Josh is really excited about Halloween. I find this very disrespectful. Tomorrow <laughs> is tomorrow is Labor Day. This is a time for us to celebrate. And think about the uh, all the the uh, the wins that the like p that labor has won for us, like the weekend that we're currently celebrating, and uh, workers' rights and the continuing erosion of uh, of labor in this country. Yeah, the foundation of all those things. But I like it because it's closer to Halloween, and, <laughs> and I get to mandate that we are going to do two months of Halloweenness goodness, and that's why there's Spook Timber in October. Hey, Sabrina, you're here. Yep, that's, I'm here. That's Eric. I'm over here. And I'm Josh, and we're part of the Saturday Friends Club. <laughs> Hi. We're also on the radio and streaming, and we got friends on chat, so uh -oh. hooray. Uh-oh. You can find us over at uh, satfriendsclub.com and over on Patreon at patreon.com slash satfriendsclub if you're weird enough to actually go ahead and join our Patreon and then join into the Discord, and then you can be in the room to actually chat to us live as we talk on the radio slash internet streaming. This is the future, guys. I'm so excited. We're, we're connected in multiple ways. I know. So, uh, we, as said, Spooktember, very excited. Most exciting time of the year. Presents, candy. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> it's September, Josh. It is September. It's it, is, it is literally the first of September. It is. Like, I got right into the beginning of this. I did, I did actually see, like, the first Halloween decorations appearing at the grocery store, like, a week ago. And I was like, it's it's happening. Oh, you you need to go to like a go to a Michael's like in July. And um, you'll I mean, apparently this there's a, at least a spirit store in the area open. Nice, oh let's boy. go. Trust me, probably will. I, I absolutely sure we will. <laughs> I mean, we're, we've already signed up for a um, what is it? One of those uh, one of those like holiday Halloweenish like boat things. Yeah, it's a speakeasy. Ooh. Uh, what was it called? Speakeasy Cruise? Yeah, basically 1920s era. Oh, okay. So what and I'm playing... I already have a flapper dress, so... so de depression, racism, um... Well, I... Prohibition. I, I, I'm uh, intending... The, the, the flu epidemic, which killed, you know, tens of thousands of people. Oh, yes, never I never forget. Um, the, the thing I'm planning... The League of Nations. Yeah, the, back when that was a thing. An attempt was made. Um, the uh, th I'm thinking about getting one of those, just like getting a 1920 suit, but then putting one of the uh, Star Trek like insignias on it. So it's obviously just a holodeck. Uh -huh. So you're gonna so you're gonna be those people who show up at like the Ren Fair, <laughs> like in steampunk, like oh we're time travelers, and like hey 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 get out. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, as I said, we are starting to uh, begin our Halloween talk, our Halloween town. Uh, we reached out to our friends over on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash satfriendsclub, the people that are part of our Discord, and asked them, hey, you know, we love reaching out to you. We love trying to find out uh, what things you're super passionate about, since we uh, tend to go on about our passions, our interests, our movies and TV shows that we care about. So we love to reflect it right back. And uh, we have three selections. Like a mirror, but with the sun in your eyes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, like, it's like you're using one of those mirrors to, like, flag down a helicopter up above. Or, like, using a laser pointer to take down a jet. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that or, that or interrupt, like, a military flight or something with a laser pointer. So we have uh, three uh, things that we're going to do. And we've got a very family-friendly start for our spook timber. I know. It's really weird. Duh. Everyone picked family-friendly Halloween well, stuff. Well... 
Maybe not. Maybe not our next one as much. We'll talk about it. So our three that we have coming up is going to be starting with Halloween Town, our choice by Phoenician, one of our uh, friends inside of the chat. Following that is going to be The Witches by our friend Nicole, and then Oof. Garfield's Halloween Adventure, oy, brought oy, to oy. us by our good old friend Dan. <laughs> I believe this is a subtle game he's playing with us now. <laughs> he's not trying to uh, to undermine us. I swear. <laughs> okay, uh, I, ha- I had I, I I endured the Garf. For this podcast <laughs> you endured all right so uh, let's go ahead and and get down to it. halloween town had anyone seen this one before no. yes. oh, oh whoa. <laughs> really i sweetie i told you uh, i, saw I was all not of the them. i was not the one oh, that josh went. how could you <laughs> how could i show displeasure when i clearly didn't I didn't say it was displeasure. I said you act like surprise, I, even though I told you. you were, I didn't act at all. That was him. Josh, you were you were brief on this. Like, were you paying attention in the meetings? That was Eric. That was clearly Eric showing displeasure. That was okay, not me. Again, it wasn't the displeasure part. I understand that from him, but you act. You were acting surprised. Like, you didn't know I had seen it, even though I clearly told you I had seen it and the sequel. It's a radio thing. Whoa. Yeah, is, okay. I, that was the first it's thing. It's a poor radio thing. That was the first thing that got me was like, there are three sequels to this. Yeah, so and, that's uh, the funny thing, okay? So this oof. this and all the sequels are all original, straight, like Disney Channel originals. So And they show. I... <laughs> I mean, this one is actually because it's the first one, and the next sequel didn't happen until I think was it two thousand. Uh, if we look inside of here, going down to sequel, two thousand and one was the next one that they did. Correct. So it does get better with the sequels because the next ones were then two thousand four and then two thousand six. So yeah, this one's kind of rough around the edges, but for like. That's the thing. Disney Channel originals were actually pretty good, like children's movies, for the fact they were straight to TV movies. They're very, very and, bland. And I super, super loved the ones they did for Halloween. So there's this one. There's the one that I like to reference a lot, which is Under Wraps. And then there's another one that I really love called, I think it's called My Mom's Boyfriend is a Vampire, I think is the actual name of it. Uh, I haven't seen that one in a while, so I don't remember for sure. But Under Wraps is like one of my favorite ones. Let me guess, it's a mummy. Yeah, and there's this great scene. Oh boy, here we go. All right. There's this great scene. You're going to take a nap real quick. I heard this a few, few times. Where there's this song playing, and the mummy loves the song. So every time he hears it, he just he takes the radio and he hugs it close to him. And it's basically the All By Myself song. So it's really great. <laughs> Interesting. I'm, I'm still down here. <laughs> I love Disney Channel movies, or at least back then I did. uh, When you're a kid, it's great. Yeah, okay, I can see as a kid, like... When you're a kid, no, this shit was amazing when you were a kid. But this cost, but, well, okay. (laughs) I just had to hit the dump button for the first time in a while. Uh, Let's see. Is that considered a curse word? Yes. Well, they say it a lot on public television. Well, public television is different. Okay, All right. fine. Uh, so, but, just so you know, Eric, Complex Magazine puts Halloween Town as number nine. What is, what is nine. Complex Magazine? Complex Magazine is a magazine that is, I don't know, a uh, new tab here. Complex Magazine is a New York-based uh, media platform for youth culture, which was founded as a bi-monthly magazine by fashion designer Mark 
Erko Malkrowski. Oh, this is 100% like a money laundering operation. <laughs> uh, but it put Halloween Town as number nine in their 25 best Disney Channel original movies list. Okay, or <laughs> r- rubbing elbows with the greats here. This, I mean, this is for Disney Channel movies. So. I know, but it's still, this movie looks like it cost $5 to make. And like the, the shooting locations were like a house. Like the town square in in some like small Pennsylvania town where they filmed this, a second house. A and second actually, house. it was in Oregon. They were filmed in Oregon. In Oregon. Okay, all right. And like an, and like a movie theater, right? And like a whole. And speaking of spirit Halloween stores, just like all the costumes they can get on discount. Oh yeah, Sabrina was mentioning like it looked like they had just went to their prop department and grabbed everything they could find. Yeah, well, oh. there there were what looked like original costumes, obviously for the main characters, but yeah, for the extras, they definitely just delved into their costume department and picked out whatever because they're like, it's Halloween Town, so these people could be wearing whatever the heck they want, and it'll still look. Like it's part of the story. It, I, I know you wouldn't notice as a kid, but watching it now, it's like, wow, this is really cheap looking. Yeah, but like <laughs> I said, it was their very first one. And then for their sequels, since they realized how well the original did, they did put more money into the sequels. Oh, interesting. So it does look a little bit better, but uh, I'm comparing it to today's standards, I'm not 100% sure. Since I haven't rewatched the sequels, I only rewatched the first movie. Well, obviously. you can just you can just look at the Kim Possible recent movie <laughs> to see how they've progressed. The the thing that got me also was the. Fact I'm sorry. Don't look at me like that. I haven't seen the Kim Possible you, movie. Seen, Spoil it, Josh. We, so we, I don't know. We've seen bits and pieces about how bad it is. So I I, I just want to say the thing that really got me about this movie is how much of Halloween Town takes place in like broad daylight. Yeah, it's, it's really not scary. <laughs> It's not supposed to be scary. Like, is that supposed to be the joke? Is it's just like average well, regular no, town? The, if you remember the beginning, Halloween Town is full of monsters and witches and all the people who used to live with humans back in the day, but they were always treated badly, even though they just were normal normal quote unquote people. So it looks normal. It's in the daylight because they're just doing normal things that you would do on your daily life because they're I, really not that different from people. I suppose it was it was a jarring contrast of watching. It, it, it felt like the the Halloween when you were a kid and kids could wear their costumes on on the day at school. Yeah, and everyone's just walking around like doing their thing, but just in a bad costume. Yeah, I mean it's just supposed to be very normalized because very, it's supposed very to be, normal. This is where the monsters live when they're not out scaring people. And one you know? time, and one time, my Halloween costume was a goblin mask with a suit so i did like there there was one guy in the in the crowd of who was just who was just dressed like a civil war soldier <laughs> i like the fact that the bus driver is just a band leader we should get into this yeah what was that was he a monster <laughs> i don't know are band leaders monsters well i don't think they could afford to make monster masks for everybody i think i, I saw one guy the there's this one suit that keeps showing up and you even see the kid brother wearing it too, where it's basically a big belly, and then they even added oh, a the big, butt. The big booty goblin. Yeah, the big booty goblin. But then the BBG. brother, <laughs> the brother is totally wearing the bottom part of it in the beginning yes. when the grandma brings the costumes. I did see that. Like, mm, like man, like goblins. There's a lot going on back there. <laughs> I know. I was like, universe. wow, that's a nice butt <laughs> for a very just, creepy monster. You know, goblins. They got that junk in that chest. They, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, should we get goblins into it? Are, goblins are dummy thick, as they say. All right, let's talk about <laughs> witches. Let's talk about uh, goblins. Let's talk about skeletons, warlocks. Let's talk uh, about saving a lot of cocaine money on the, bu- uh, the budget for this movie. Let's uh, talk about candy. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about candy. I want to talk let's about... Let's talk about candy. I'm just going to go with that one. <laughs> this one's Halloween Town. <laughs> Lee done some nice like discount Denny Elfman music. <laughs> yeah, true, just, true, truly just, one of the the musical masters of our time. It's, it's like it's like a re, it's like a it's like a mashup remix of like Denny Elfman and my cat is on the keyboard. <laughs> like a little keyboard cat would be pretty good. <laughs> Actually, I did I did want to point out that like that was the thing I noticed looking it up the compo- the theme music composer is Mark Mothersbaugh of Devo, who we had to look up and like. Yeah, he did like production music on the side, and this was and this was squarely between the Devo's like previous albums, second to last album, where they're like the band's career basically fizzled, and then when they released their new album, so yeah, he's just this is just a job he did. Yeah, just some rocking bangers, really. Yeah, I mean, he probably didn't get paid a lot for this. No, <laughs> but you gotta gotta pay the bills, gotta gotta pay like whatever it is keeps his hair frizzed up like that. Yeah, but he also did the Rugrats theme. That one is actually way more iconic, too. I mean, if you just change the key of the Rugrats theme, it pretty much turns into Whip It. It's no. basically, yeah, it's, yeah. it's basically, I love Devo. Uh, Halloween Town is a 1998 Disney Channel original movie directed by Dwayne Dunham. It is the first installment of the D-D. Halloween. It is the first installment of the Halloween Town series and stars Kimberly J. Brown, Debbie Reynolds, and Judith Hogue. Yeah, De- like Debbie Reynolds, who was like an ac- a famous actress from like a previous era. Yes. She was insane on the rain, I believe is the Yes. As the other so uh Ben, big step down. I wonder did she need was the, like what she, she just wanted the, to help put her grandkids in college. What did like, she, yeah, what did she need the money for? Shouldn't, shouldn't she be just like I mean, stupid wealthy? She probably just did it for fun. I, I guess. This is your, her idea of fun. Like, woo. I mean, and then Kimberly J. Brown is if we, we want to like connect this to another horror quote unquote movie. Uh, she was one of the characters in oh, the yeah. Red Rose miniseries. I saw a little bit of that and I remember finding it like really irritating. The Red Rose series? Yeah. I mean, I guess some of the characters could be really ir- irritating. Uh, when I first saw it, I thought it was really cool, but I was also like a super big. Yeah. Well, I guess I still am. I'm a super big like Stephen King fan, so. Well, see. We, we did it on this podcast, so we yeah. did not age well. Uh, let's see. Kimberly Brown also was a child model, uh, performed mo- multiple Broadway shows, earned an Emmy oh. nomination for Guiding Light, and was also the English dub actress in Vampire Princess Mew. Mew. M-I-Y-U. I'm going to say Mew. I don't know the words. Sure. Uh, okay. Jonah, Judith Hogue, uh, CBS series Wolf, Cadillac Man, uh, April O'Neil in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Yes, I did, oh! I did, I did look at her. I was like, where have I seen her before? April O'Neil. I yep. did not recognize the, the, her. The, the oh! biggest like buzzkill mom ever. And uh. she's also in Nashville. Nashville. 
So you said they've all gone on to real famous careers. Well, yeah. Nashville, Nashville's a great. Series. I, I wanted to talk like the, the the brother in this who's like again also like oh we'll, my god we'll, yes. we'll dunk on him in a moment. We'll I just wanted to talk, I, I just wanted at the top like he he felt like especially with the position of when this came out it felt like we just need we need Ferguson from Clarissa explains it all. Pretty much, he's basically the same, and it's it's very just like oh come on. Um, I also, I really just at the top before we hit the plot, I looked this up. This came out the same year that Harry Potter was released in the U.S. Okay, good timing. So I'm wondering, like, who who wore it better? <laughs> yeah, really. Who? <laughs> yeah, that's no Harry Potter. Shut up. Mm. Um, all right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plot of Halloween Town. The film begins with 13 year old Marnie Piper and her mother Gwen arguing over why she and her younger siblings, 12 year old Dylan and seven year old Sophie, can never go out on Halloween. Well, they had one of my favorite, like actually one of my favorite lines of the whole thing, which is like, she like she's like into stuff like skeletons, witches, and vampires, like you know weird stuff. Like that's like how basic is this? <laughs> like. She likes all the things she sees at the store. <laughs> I love. I also love Who, that when into like I'm into skeletons. I love that she gets into a costume at one point and goes, "I'm a Wiccan," Wiccan and yes. I'm like, mm. "That is that is very culturally insensitive." Like there are mi- the many practicing w- uh, Wiccans in this country, and they're not and they're not impressed with her like weird like princess costume. It's like uh, be like, look, I'm a Catholic priest, and I have a, I'm chasing a small boy. It's, it's like, a, mm, no, no, well, right. It, I just like the idea that like Wiccan is so like it's it, by contrast to nowadays, where it's just like that's not really a costume. Yeah, I'm a Presbyterian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jewish. Wait, that costume exists well, too. I just have a what, suit, what? and I'm, <laughs> I've got a white suit, so I'm a Mormon now. Yeah. That actually would be that actually would, like Jehovah's Witnesses would be like a would be a, would be one you could do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Marnie cannot go to a costume party, and her mom offers no clear expla- explanation. Also, sorry, real quick, what is she, what, what would you describe she is wearing in the opening there? Her, the mom, or her, the, or her, the, the main character, uh, Marnie, um, clothing of some kind. It's very nineties. It's a neon like w- windbreaker, but it's totally it's like. Frilly. It's like a layer over a top of a shirt. Over like, like a tank top, yeah. But it's like neon yellow, like transparent. What is was that? Was it a rent windbreaker? I don't know. They were really No, it was into... transparent. Well, yeah, they had w- transparent windbreakers back then. What? Yeah, I, ha- I had one. Okay, well, I'll go with Sabrina's uh, expertise I don't, in this one. I don't remember. I just remember it was neon, and I'm just like, that's so 90s. I mean, she was going to a costume party, so this could be just no. what they were able to, like, her friends were able to gin up for her as, like, a costume for it. Because there I, are two forgettable friends that are there. That if that but never actual return. costumes, and she's wearing a, just some sort of bizarre. It's just a '90s outfit. She put like we'll, go, just, we'll go with that. Yeah, they're she, trying to show how cool it is. Yeah, so cool. They pretty much just put crepe paper on her and just was like, "There, that'll be just enough. Get out, just get out there. Go, come on. We gotta get through this. We got like three more sets to do." Yeah, they just wanted to generalize the '90s real quick. So Gwen's mother Aggie, which is no uh, Gwen's mother Aggie, who is a and okay. Hold on. This is this who is who is this, an expert witch. Yeah, they're kind of jumping ahead in the in the reveal here. I expect it's better from Wikipedia. Pl- it's just a plot. I'm just saying, like it's they, just they a we plot. know 
know this already. I'm just saying, like, they should talk about the talking that all of a sudden there's the chicken scene. Well, basically, okay, but basically she's like, I want to go to this Halloween party. And her mother's like, no, you can't go to a Halloween party. You can't go trick-or-treating for for reasons that I can't explain. And then kooky grandma shows up. And then, like, you're, like, like, oh, grandma's off her meds again. (laughs) She's dressed like a crown royal bag. Grandma drunk her way into town again, kid. We didn't. We didn't talk about. We still not talked about the brother. Okay. Yes. He's like a nerd. He's annoying. He's Ferguson from Close to Explains It All. He's literally just that character. His name is Dylan. He's He's the absolute worst. He's reading a book called The Flagship, and like I'm, I'm. That's more interesting than the rest of this movie. I want to know what that book's about. Uh, I guarantee that this kid's like a child idol is Bob Dole. No, like, he's totally Ferguson. He's like I, he's like a young Republican who's all about who's like a, like you know he's like a twelve year old Reaganite. Yeah, and absolutely, it's just, just like oh, you shouldn't go out on Halloween. The because, sign of a well-adjusted child. Because ha- it doesn't make sense to go out on Halloween. It's just like you ooh. you have an office at school and it's within with your head in a toilet. Like. He's, <laughs> Hold on, I'm in the <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I, mean, I gotta I'm take in the this office phone right call. now. Hold on, my phone's <laughs> ringing. He's he's also literally Macaulay Culkin's character from uh, Page Master. Oh yeah, he's that's like very true. a nerd, and he's kind of sounds like him, and he's like, oh, everything's unsafe outside. I will say that the, uh, what's, the you know what's cool is supply side economics. <laughs> You know, I'm curious if Reaganomics actually was successful. Um, yes, uh, Joey Zimmerman, if you actually look at his history, basically he did this, the follow-up film, and was just like, nah, I'm out, dog. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> this is also why I'm, I'm worried that he has magical powers at the very end. Spoiler. Oh, because he's just, gonna, just all over the place. He's just going to use the magical powers to, like, I don't know, like, take the rights away from, like, disadvantaged minorities. Uh, all right, so going back, Gwen's put, my, put miners out of work in yeah. in, in like England. <laughs> Gwen's mother, also all the rest of their grandmother Aggie, who is an expert witch, shows up for her annual Halloween visit. The children are happier to see Aggie than Gwen is, as Aggie openly encourages the children to get more involved in Halloween. Uh, oh, also, she says a line which I thought was very insane. Like it's like all it's like crosstalk when they're pulling the candy. Oh, candy, candy! And one of the she says, "We'll like put on our bikinis and go swimming in it." Swimming in our bikinis? In like I think in the candy. Oh, okay. It was like one of those things where like they're all crosstalking over each other because it's just the excitement of all the candy. But I heard I I rewound that and I was like, "What does that mean? <laughs> what is going on here?" I don't know. Every once in a while, again, we want. it's I, a Scrooge McDuck yeah. move. I guess except she's, with candy. I I think she's not well. I think she's. I think she's off her meds. <laughs> I think she knows that life is like a hurricane. I mean, she. She's playing the kooky, weird grandmother. It, it just in this context comes across more as grandma has Alzheimer's. Well, I know. Also, the photo of their dad. He looks like Alec Baldwin. Hmm. See, I never actually saw the image of the dad, which is going to play into like the scenes later. I don't know how. Oh. Like, I I was also probably like half interested at this point. I will admit of just like cleaning up the apartment while I was listening to it because it sounded like a Disney Channel movie. Yeah, everyone's. <laughs> I mean, I, again, I know it's a Disney Channel movie, but like, man, the man, the dialogue is stilted in this movie. Like you could say it was pretty like everything is pretty telegraphed as you would kind of expect it to be. But yeah. uh, so unknown to Marnie, Angie's intent on training Marnie as a witch before heading home. Angie reads the children a bedtime story called Halloween Town, a mystical place where witches, vampires and monsters of all sorts live in peace. Joshua, Again, 
It's Ooh. Aggie. Aggie? Not Angie. Angie. The, also, Aggie. That, Aggie. That looks like the most boring. They are so excited. There's like, it's a book with like a like a Halloween cartoon witch in it. She's like, oh, it's me. Like, it looks like her. It's like, she looks like a generic it, girl. It looks it's like, a white she girl. She could be anybody. <laughs> it looks like clip art. Like, that could be me in the book. Oh my God, I'm in the book in the movie, guys. Yes, I think these children, I think these children are like not allowed to go outside. I think they're all, I think they're, <laughs> they're all home, homeschooled. They're, they're like mega homeschooled. Because he even says like, why well, your mom won't let us like read or do anything with magic in it. Like, yeah, because your family is a nightmare and you're like, they're, they're like crazy fundamentalist Christians. Did they ever, I may have to save this for later, but did they ever actually explain why that they ran away from Halloween Town? No, no, no. They didn't run away. What happened is, uh, Mar, not Marnie. What's her mom's name? Mom's name is Gwen. So what happened is, April like, Gwen met uh, the kid's dads at a, like, Halloween party, and so she fell in yeah. love with him, and then so she went back to the human world and you know, got married to him and they ended up having the kids. Yeah, you, and then he passed away, but they don't say how he passed away. And she decided she she was going to stay in the human world because she wanted to raise her kids like humans, like as humans, since her their dad was human. So I don't think the dad even knew that she was a witch. Huh. It's just, it is very weird that she just has this enormous xenophobia of just like, no, no, she can't be a witch. I'm not going to let her be Again, a witch. Like, did, blah, blah, blah. Did, did they see her? I, I'm, I would really curious. I, I wish I knew exactly when production began on this because I'm wondering if like they read Harry Potter and then it's like, we need, we need to copy this now. Like get it on, get it in the works. I mean, if, if Harry Potter was in production, the books were out. So it's well, probably it was, 100% it, like. Sure. They, they would have to have read like the, the like a copy from the UK. I guess I maybe it made that much of a splash. I mean, I, I could imagine it. Uh, it's probably around the time that it, that the book hit, so somebody could this, easily go like, "Ah, oh, she's repressed from her magical powers of a witch." Yeah, her father's a, a father's a muggle, and blah, blah, blah. yeah, um, this yeah this this looks like a community theater production of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. Sophie points at a drawing that looks like Marnie. Uh, Angie does nothing to stop Marnie from imagining such things. Gwen and Aggie then get into an argument. Gwen insists Marnie has been raised as a normal person and not a uh, and a witch. Aggie says she disagrees, but actually she is there for another reason. People have suddenly started mysteriously disappearing in her hometown. Gwen thinks that they've just moved, but Aggie says it is not that simple. Aggie desperately asks for Gwen's help, but Gwen declines. Marnie overhears this argument. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, you're you're a witch, Harry. You're you're a witch, girl, Harry." This is, this is also the the fried chicken scene. Yeah, there's there's fried chicken, and they have an argument of like, "Oh, I well, you know, it keeps I better." Like that scene, I think it's funny. I think it's pretty good. Like <laughs> like, like the totally it goes especially at the end. When she finally says no, and she'd already put the chicken in the fridge, and then she goes, bawk, bawk, and you hear the chicken go, bawk, 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 as it comes live in the fridge, it's just like, oh my god, that, and then, and then the that music, fridge is a mess. And the music's like... Oh, Disney Channel. Um, and I also that scene kind of starts the, the, oh, I should sit down and actually start watching this because they're finally starting to get to something interesting. Fin- the, like, ah, the, the, the script has finally <laughs> arrived. It's like, oh, good. It isn't just watching young Republican Dylan talk about, you know. 
He's like reading a Clive Clusler novel about us, the like you know, I don't know, nuking a Russian submarine and then something or other. Uh, I want to know what that bo- I want to know what that book is now. I mean, I tried looking it up, and the only thing I could find was a sci-fi series called Flagship, but it's newer and it didn't exist back then. Hmm. So that is not a real book. It was probably just a random cover over a prop book that they had, and there was probably nothing in the book he was reading. So when Aggie leaves to return home, Marnie and Dylan follow her. They see Aggie getting into a magical bus to s- and sneak onto it through the back door. Like it's literally a school bus. Yeah. It is, and it just says mortal world up at the top. Again, because I'm sure they could rent, they could they rent a not being used school bus from like the local elementary school. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, just, it's just late at night. Like, hey, we just need a school bus for this, uh, like film production we're doing absolutely no they're the, they're they're their own city in their own world running their own whatever they have their own taxi they have their own buses Wait, I'm, I'm sabrina are you, do you think halloween town is real their own ta- no <laughs> I, I i would wager they spent 90 percent of the budget on the animatronics for the skeleton taxi driver he does look pretty good but we'll he get has, to him yeah he has some goofy facial stuff going on uh let's see the, so the only genuinely like clever or like artful thing in the movie so, when they arrive in Halloween Town, Aggie does not see Marnie and Dylan getting off the bus and the children lose sight of her. How did they get on the bus and then, like, crouch down in the stairwell and then... No, they weren't in the stairwell. They went in through the back. Remember, there's an emergency door in the back oh, of school okay. buses? Which I'm like, how did the bus driver not see that big-ass door opening? Well, then you can add to how did other people not notice this because Sophie shows up for those, some reason. Yeah, and they, somehow they miss Sophie coming on. Like, it's the, there are two entrances to the bus. There yeah. is a front entrance and a back it's entrance. Bigger, Both are covered. It's bigger yeah. on the inside. It's the Spice Bus from Spice World. <laughs> not seen spice world they, they have a tardis bus in that oh my god uh, the, the inside of the bus has a balcony uh rooms uh yeah uh, don't don't worry i've are we doing spice world? i was watching supernatural and oh. they went inside of one of those streamlined old school tin or aluminum trailers and they went inside and i was like that is not the inside of one of those <laughs> those trailers so yeah tv and movies are good for not actually showing the right stuff. Is the last uh, movie of our Halloween like block going to be Spice World? If so, yes. Ooh. No, because it's Ooh. not a Halloween movie. It's pretty scary. It's got scary spice. It's got scary spice. <laughs> no, I'm not wasting a Halloween pick on Spice World when we can do that one at any time. Yeah, like, well, okay. No. It's scary. It's got babies. It's got everything. It's, it's no. Got, it's okay. got gingers. It's got. <laughs> no. It's got, it's really? Got, what? Her name is Ginger Spice. It doesn't matter. That's very rude. You don't say gingers. I'm like saying that. her name is it's, that. It's you got, didn't say Ginger Spice. You just ginger. said gingers. Ginger. It's, you I, can't say stuff like that. It. Her name was Ginger Spice. Are people still like? Are there still people who are like? What do you call that hair colorist? Where they don't like natural redheads still? Is I that think, still a thing? I think that's just because that means that they're like Irish or Scottish and thus like to the English like subhuman. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Like, you want me to, like, boy. Yeah, I, I, I want to know more about the history of that because that just seems so weird and awkward. And... Well, let's, well, we'll we'll take it to our side uh, our side podcast okay. where we talk about current issues. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they begin looking for Aggie who, and are approached by Calabar, uh, the mayor of Halloween Town. 
Uh, if, oh boy. Uh, uh, do you have feelings on Calabar? Uh, it's just cheap. It's just <laughs> bad and cheap. And I keep wanting to call him Calabash. Like the like the squash. Oh, wow. That guy has been in a lot of stuff, oh, too. Oh, yeah. He's all over the place. Oh, my God. He was born in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Neato. What's, what's significant about that? That's where my dad was born. Oh, okay. Oh, they must be best friends. Uh, he whistles for a cab, uh, which is driven by Benny, uh, a skeleton with a bad sense of humor. The children find their grandmother's home, and against the, her better judgment, Aggie decides not to take them home immediately. Uh, there also is a scene where so where where they're trying to get through the front gate, and they're like, "We try magic to open up this lock, and they can't do it until like all of a sudden, just Sophie imagined that it was a frog, and now it's on the frog on the ground. Like, cool." Let's see. We waste a lot of time. He was in Pacific Rim. Yeah, just as a regular like weirdo officer. Oh, okay. like just a background character. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. Cool. She says that uh, she will start Mar Marnie's witch training, but she has to take care of the bad thing first. She shows her grandchildren what she is talking about in her cauldron. A vision of a hooded demon appears, laughing maniacally. She says she must activate some Merlin's talisman with a spell and a potion to defeat the demon. So how do we know? That, like she get, all the vision is just like this guy kind of laughing like he looks like everyone else in this town how do we know he's the bad guy because the cauldron showed it to her ah uh, okay and he, and it's a bad laugh yeah he's he's doing the evil laugh <laughs> yeah that's a, that definitely was an evil laugh I mean like it, it's very obvious like, ha, 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 yeah good guy <laughs> obviously evil <laughs> he's he's <is> doing <laughs> evilest person alive. <laughs> He's doing the evil voice. Oh, I'm scared now. All right. Are we going to oh. do an evil laugh off? Three Let's do it. Three spooky five me. <laughs> uh, in town, the family's introduced to Luke, a goblin who is made handsome by a shadow demon. He makes a clumsy pass at Marnie. Just gonna just put it out there. Not very handsome. Yeah, I was about to say not very handsome. The, the shadow demon got about halfway. I mean, okay, like I would probably say yes if he, he asked me very nicely for a date. He looks like one of the he looks like one of the sweep the leg guys from like Karate Kid. Yeah, pretty much. He totally goes to the evil dojo. Like he he got made handsome I and mean, got made handsome into a six out of ten. I mean, he didn't do that much acting after that. So I mean. Uh, he was the lead he did the voice of the lead character in Hey Arnold for the second season interesting so and then it and when you look at his wikipedia page it literally says is a former american actor yeah so, i thought he died at first then it was like oh no he just decided no, to live a just, normal life yeah he just stopped acting it yeah. looks like and remember a lot of the casting that they actually did for this movie was just in portland so these are <laughs> they're getting like very like, was the casting actually in Portland? The casting was in Portland. Yeah, this movie like they, but it doesn't look like he ever lived in Portland. I mean, there definitely were likely people that were, you, you know, um, the main characters. I mean, the extra, sure. Yeah, like uh, we know Debbie Reynolds obviously was not from Portland, yeah. but they, they brought her up. But, you know, a lot the extras definitely were. I feel like a few of the people were likely just like Portlandians. Well, so they were already weird. They were perfect. Yeah. 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 Uh, was Portland weird back then? Or Port is it just now? Portland is all... Isn't Portland the one that's like, keep Portland weird? Yeah, but yeah. that's now. No, no, no. That was, a, that was a long time standing thing. Oh, really? I think it okay. used to be like quirky, but I, th I think now it's still like, it's is the like hyper-gentrified Portland that we know. I heard it's more hipster now than it is. Yeah, it's super... It's like super gentr... It's, it's gentrified and expensive. And it, 
they like yeah oh is it expensive now well that's oh, sad yeah. well i'm afraid to tell you that things are going to get a little bit more complicated Ooh. in halloween town because gwen <laughs> arrives <laughs> and plans to bring her children home much to marnie's objections so it's like i am angry mom we're gonna go home now i can't believe you brought them here i'm gonna go to the bus and talk to the bus guy that has two heads and they're gonna bumble and the bus ain't fixed so we're gonna have to hang around so we're gonna go to the mayor yeah that's the scene with the guys at the desk were a little weird and kind of wanted to see more of the little bat in a box Yes. Yes, that he was, was actually adorable. cute. Adorable. I loved him. Even though like half of his lines were just were just coming on to the mother. Yeah, he basically just did a really long cat whistle. So this is the part where wolf I whistle? wolf whistle. Wolf whistle. So this is the part where I got a little bit confused and I and the movie like actually pulled one on me, but just because I didn't see the dad angle. You missed picture. the Alec Baldwin shot. Yeah, I, I missed that up in the front because I sincerely thought that this like, oh, oh, this is the part where we reveal that Calabar is actually their dad. No, and I was like, no, oh, okay, no. no, it's not that. They, they, I think the dad, okay, considering there's three kids, the dad had to be alive at least until the youngest one was born. So the kids would know, at least the older ones would know who, who their dad was and who he looked like. I could have guessed that the first one could have been from there and the others could have been from, I don't know, storage. Maybe they're, maybe they're all test tube witches. <laughs> that would be a really random and weird thing for a Disney <laughs> that would movie be a put weird. in there, yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't seen I the mean, sequel, I mean, so... We, I mean, anti-stem cell activists really came down in this movie hard. <laughs> Remember when that was a thing that people yeah. pretended, pretended to care about? Yeah. Like, really, really like caring a lot about stem cell research? Now now it's just like they do it and no one says anything. It's, to- it's, it's like quaint now. <laughs> it's like, oh, how adorable. <sighs> so Gwen is shocked to find that Calabar is the mayor, who is an ex-boyfriend of hers. Calabar, <laughs> Calabar briefly leaves to handle another problem. Gwen and her children see Aggie walking somewhere with Luke. Sensing Aggie might be in trouble, they follow Aggie and Luke to an abandoned movie theater. <laughs> Aggie meets the hooded demon in the theater where Halloween Town citizens have been frozen in time. I, I like that the clearly like it, it, it couldn't be like a dungeon or a spooky cave or a castle or something. It's just like, no, it's just an abandoned movie theater because that was the set we could we could get for real cheap. I mean, yeah, I, you pretty much could rent out a place like that. Just be like, oh, we just need it for like three hours. Yeah. All right, cool. We're going to do like three shots in here. Uh, Aggie declines to give the talisman to the demon. Gwen and the children enter the theater as Luke rushes out in fear. The demon freezes Gwen and Aggie. The children escape and and obtain the necessary ingredients. Hair of a werewolf, the sweat of a ghost, and a vampire's fang to make the talisman regain its power. Uh, I actually really like the scenes where they're getting the ingredients. The one with the werewolf is just uh, kind of weird, but I think getting the sweat of the ghost and then the vampire's fang one was really funny. So, uh, it's very kooky. So to get the hair of a werewolf, they literally just go to like a barber hairdresser place and the guy running it is a werewolf. Mm -hmm. And so Marnie distracts him while, while Luke, Luke, not Luke, uh, Uh, the, the boy, her brother, her brother, uh, Dylan, Dylan shaves a piece of hair off the back of the werewolf's head. And then to get the sweat of a ghost, they go to the, I guess, the community gym, and they literally follow this, it's a fat ghost who goes into a sweat machine, and to get the sweat and to get it quick, Marnie turns up the heat, 
so they can get the sweat quicker. And by the time they're gone, the ghost gets out of the sweat box and, and he's, he's a, suddenly a skinny guy. He's a skinny boy now. That's a really old school gag that we still do now, apparently. And now his voice real high. <laughs> yeah, which makes no sense. And then the vampire's fang, they go to the dentist and this guy has to pull this fang out of the, the vampire's mouth. And she's just And she, there. of course, has the t- typical, quote-unquote, Transylvanian accent. But, doctor, is it going to hurt? <laughs> you, you acted just as good as she yeah, did. You could easily have been cast in this part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her accent was pretty bad, but I don't know. I thought those were kind of funny. I also just love how cheap and goofy it is. It's like, we need to get the ingredients, and we just, like... We're just going to, like, pour them, liquefy them, and just pour them into the dumb, like, cheap magic wand that we have as the prop for this. Uh, let's see. Ugh. So they, they get the talisman, regain its power. Then they re- realize they must install the talisman in the large jack-o'-lantern in the center of town. <laughs> when they arrive to install it, the demon suddenly appears and reveals himself to be... <gasps> Calabar! No surprise there. He starts talking in general bad guyness. I love that he's giving his bad guy speech, and the crowd apparently does not care. They don't seem to be like, like, what is he talking about? I was just going for groceries. They don't seem to be particularly like roused by his speech, so I don't even feel like this plot is necessary. They're not roused by anything that happens. No, they're this. This last half is just them standing around, going like, "Uh, "You you see this? this, uh?" Yeah. So I I feel like they don't even need they don't even need the one. They could just like he's just gonna like ah go away. (laughs) Are you gonna? You really gonna do this? Oh, there's fam. This is just some family drama out here in the road. Should we should we hang out here? This feels a little weird. Oh, he just killed a guy. Oh, that's that's weird. Is this okay? Just want that like external dialogue person just in the crowd just yeah. the entire time just like this is this is weird, right? Uh, let's see. I'm just here for, I'm just here for the day. Uh, let's see. He starts talking to the townspeople and tries to persuade them to join him to take over the mortal world. Uh, with the help of Luke, Marnie slips past Calabar long enough to climb atop the jack-o'-lantern and try and place the talisman inside. Calabar, noticing her, freezes her. Calabar, comma, notices her, comma, freezes her. Uh, as she is about to pass out, Marnie drops the talisman inside of the jack-o'-lantern, which causes it to illuminate. This unfreezes herself and everyone trapped inside the theater, as well as severely weakens Calabar. Gwen, Aggie, and the children confront Calabar and use their combined powers to defeat him in a pretty weird hokey-ish scene of just like, we gotta hold hands and believe. Oh, and this is where you find out Dylan is actually a warlock and he does have some magical powers after all. And and they can't cast the spell without the guy being and there. He's just gonna use his powers to get rid no, of the estate the tax No, the point was that they needed the power of all of them to overcome I Calabar. Know. It has nothing to do with him being a boy. I know, I know. I just, it's, it's just, it's just the funny of just like, we need an entire family together. It's supposed family, to be, family. well, also it's supposed to be ironic because Dylan, this whole time is still denying the fact that magic is a real thing and he thinks he's dreaming. So he's, of course, the last person who would ever join in because he of all of them would probably least believe the fact that he had magical powers. Even though he's been spending the past day and a half in a place where he took a cab ride with a skeleton. 
yeah, yeah. but you know, it, when you when you're that much into your books and facts and magic is a really weird thing for like some people to think about. I, I see. He's it. that guy. He's that guy. He's that guy. He's really is that guy. Sabrina always here to defend these movies. And the film ends with the family getting on the bus and blasting off to the mortal world. I, I would say this is my favorite part of the movie is its finite running time. Yeah, it's not very long. It is like an hour and a half. The fact that it did end. Yeah, I, I mean, here's my thing. I can appreciate something for what it was meant for. And yeah, nowadays this movie doesn't really hold up. And as an adult, it doesn't hold up. But I think as a children's movie with a very set budget... It works. Like, I think it still works. Like I said, I do believe the later movies have a bit more money put into them because it is like an already set franchise at this point. But I think it still gets its point across. I still think it's a good kids movie for Halloween. And the best part is it's not actually scary. And if you have kids that scare real easily... Um, and you don't want them watching actual scary movies. Like this is a nice alternative, you know? Yeah. It's, it's harmless, yeah. like kind of bland family, uh, entertainment. It's so. family. Yeah. It's, it's gentle family horror. Yeah. It's I think, <laughs> gentle family horror. I think this is meant for like pretty young kids. Oh, sure. So. Yeah. This is, this is Disney channel fluff. You know, it's, it's, it's got the elements of your standard, like spook, it's like, oh, everything's spooky here, and there's people with weird masks, but they're all really approachable and kind of happy, except when they're mean. And when they're mean, they're obviously very mean and easily like just just taken out by the good people. But it's always, I guess, I'm always on the other side where I always I, I appreciated shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark, where it's like I feel like they respected the kids like that are watching the show a little more. Like, oh, we'll get you, we'll get, we'll do something that's actually like legitimately like spooky and scary. Yeah. yeah, but I I don't know. Yeah, I think this, I mean, this, this is, is getting for... into the time where people started getting a little bit more anal about what they show children on TV. Like I feel like once you hit the 2000s, it start they start We've gotten to the point where they are starting to dumb down television or Ooh. movies for children. But now we're kind of back to the point where they're starting to understand that like yeah, these are for children, but there's also adults watching and you have to give children a bit more credit. Like, I think we're going back up to where we're, we can understand that children can handle a bit more. Yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark, by the way, was 1990 to 2000. So it was obviously at the tail end of Are You Afraid? Yes. Yeah. We we are doing that for uh, for actual October. Oh, really? Awesome. Yes. Oh, my God. There's so much. Are you afraid of the dark, though? How there, do you there pick? is? I'm going to go with the ones that, that I, I I was going to pick episodes that the ones that really stick with me. OK, I think I I, I, I know what they are. OK, uh, Halloween Town. Let's start with Sabrina. Your feelings returning to town. I still think it's a good kids movie and it's a Halloween movie. So thumbs up for me. The boy, I mean, the boys I'm, are back in town. I'm not lie and say it's the best thing ever but if you have kids and you want to watch and you want them to be in the halloween spirit i think it's a good i'm glad you're being truthful to this serena i'm not saying it's the best thing ever like i said i think the sequels are probably a bit better than the first one but i think there is a specific like group range of like put your seven to eleven year old in front of this and it's Uh, 11 to be too yeah 11's too old this is this is like i would say like six to eight year olds yeah okay Six to eight, that seems fine. Like, put them in front of this, and they'll have a fine time. Get them get them started on the Mark Mothersbaugh canon, where they can then start listening to Devo. 
And then get them the whole Halloween Town set with Halloween Town. Halloween. Let me see. Let me let's uh, watch Singing in the Rain. Let's cover this. Uh, all the versions of it was Halloween Town. Then you have Halloween Town Two: Calabar's Revenge. Uh, then Halloween Town High. Halloween Town Rock the Cal- uh, Rock the Calabar. And Return to Halloween Town. They only go back once. I mean, they technically go back. Three times. Well, then why they why why is the last one returned to Halloween Town? Do they return to every movie? Uh, I mean, they're but now they're oh really my god returning. yes, well, I forgot <laughs> we forgot to talk about the special microwave that I had that had uh, bubble was, that, toil that, and trouble as decent, buttons on that's it. That's pretty. That's pretty <laughs> good. A decent, a decent joke, which I think they ruined by like they 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 cut to that insert shot like multiple times. Like no, just once. It's a it's a it's a visual gag. You only do it once. <laughs> And it, uh, the uh, instant witches brew was also pretty. Like that was like, uh-huh. okay, that's cute. All right, yeah, that that works. Uh, let's see. To give the things, uh, Saint Helens, Oregon, is where the original Halloween Town was filmed, and they welcome tourists. In fact, they have a month-long Spirit of Halloween Town event to celebrate October what? and allow fans of the movie to explore the town. No. They even tried to recreate parts of the set, like a giant jack-o'-lantern uh, in the town square. Oh, uh, guys, come on. Uh, let's see. Despite this being there being four Disney Halloween Channel original movies in the Halloween Town series, many actors only appeared in a couple of them. Only Debbie Reynolds, who played Agatha Cromwell, Judy Hoag, and who played uh, Gwen Cromwell, and Joey Zimmerman, who played Dylan, are credited as appearing in all of the Halloween Town titles. Oh, Debbie Reynolds is in the end. Wow. Yep. Yeah, the, they did switch out um, the girl that played Marnie in the very last movie, though. Oh, that's right. They they talk about like oh, you're a, yeah, you're a Cromwell. That's their, like and I just like like Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> that is that would be ironic because he was a Puritan. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see. Uh, the flaming hair dryer was actually real and had no special effects. Oh, and and they let the kid use it. Yeah, just hold on to this and keep it real far away from your body, that's kid. Probably why the cord was enormous because it was like a gas line. Uh, let's see. Kimberly Brown is only 16 years younger than her on-screen mother. Uh, let's see. Wow. Uh, Judith what? Hoag had to miss the premiere of her movie Armageddon to make this film. Whoa. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> missed the premiere of Armageddon to make this film. Uh, Wait, who wow. missed it? Uh, Judith Hoag. Oh, my God. Oh, is she? No, that was Liv Tyler. Yeah, so she was Denise in Armageddon. Yeah, he's a very memorable character, Denise. I can't even tell you. And we even did, we even did like that. Did you, did, did, did you guys talk about the Ben Affleck's like drunken uh, direct like commentary track? I believe we did. Oh, that's that is one of the most wonderful bits of like audio. Yeah. Actually, I'm pretty certain we did, where he was just uh, like, what, what are we doing? I just argue with people. Like, this yeah, doesn't make any sense. You, what happens if you break a drill bit and a hot pipe? And it goes like, yeah, what happens if you have a problem and you're in space, like your EVA suit, or you run out of there? Like, ah. and he's just like the director telling him to shut up. Uh, uh, so, uh, Halloween Town, I say, yep, the, the seven to eight to nine year old range definitely I, for them i think there are better things now and i can't I, I would never be able to justify telling anyone to go back and watch this i mean i think sabrina's testament to if you saw it and enjoyed it you might might as well go back to it uh it might be good luck trying to find it because as disney does 
uh who knows where you can actually find it i, I would maybe if you're gonna go back and revisit it just be prepared to fast forward a lot uh let's see halloween town if i were to type in halloween town computer initiate uh let's see might be able to watch on prime video let's take a look uh yeah you could rent it on prime video so you can go find that uh and rent it for 3.99 sd or buy it for six dollars if you so feel six whole dollars to have this movie forever to have it forever you will just have to forego one whopper big meal uh, all right, Halloween Town. That takes care of us for now. Uh, we're good. Next episode, we're gonna deal with more witches in a uh, 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 in a much better movie, <laughs> in a in a also more terrifying, less kid friendly movie yeah. for kids. Granted, still for kids. I mean, it's, it's, it's a horrifying movie for kids when they have to see Ron Atkinson. <laughs> so we are going to be covering our friend Nicole's choice, The Witches. Ooh. Uh, Coming in hot. Yep. Uh, you can find us uh, over at satfriendsclub.com, Patreon at patreon.com slash satfriendsclub if you feel so much. Uh, we are on kcrhradio.com if you want to listen to us the times that we do stream. Uh, we do mention that out on the uh, on the Discord group, so join the Patreon so that you can be informed. And you can find us on Twitter at satfriendsclub. You can follow that so you can find out when we post episodes, which is genuinely Saturdays. Genuinely, but... We've been we've been bad at things. Lately. I know we're going basically since we're going directly into Spooktember. We have three episodes that are just going to languish and they'll just sit there in November land. So, uh, all right, we will catch you next episode, which for you those listening live right now will technically be like in fifteen ish minutes. But for those of you not, you will catch us uh, next week with more Saturday Friends fun. Till then, sleep well, everyone. Bye bye. Mm.